0: 1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports, brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnell.
1: Hi, right, full house going on here today, Jeff, Jeff, and John along with you. I'm just going to do it right now. I'm just going to get this out of the way right now, okay?
0: Playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Uh, I just hope we can win a game.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. We're talking all about the playoffs coming up today because that's what we got coming up. Uh, like galore starting Friday night. It's going to be massive playoff game after playoff game after playoff game. Why do you look at me after you play that? I don't yeah. understand. Because you're the only one that wants to hear that.
2: <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is he like gets this little schoolgirl kind of smile on his face mm-hmm.
0: when you
1: play that. It
0: does make me happy.
1: Simple things. Simple things. Make, yep. You know,
0: Absolutely. you played earlier. Somebody's got a birthday.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I've but heard him called a lot of things. Oh, Miss, Mr. Mike Franey. I, yeah. I, he's got a lot of names. Most of them can't be repeated on the radio, but I've never heard him called Mr. Mike. Hey, hey, I've
1: only heard the nice ones. I've only heard uh, the nice ones. Mike the Great, I've heard him called that. Um, we we get off
0: air, I'll tell you what, the normal, normal people call him. <laughs>
1: Mr. Mike, though, 54 today. Remind him of that, by the way. You can blow up his phone right now and just remind him that he's 54 years old today. So, yeah, why not? Yeah, Because Pete Collison just turned 50 the other day, and we I had know. to give him a little brief yeah, about and it, too. I think I forgot to text him on his birthday. I, I saw know. him
0: using his Walker. Just a little bit
1: ago, <laughs> he was wheeling down the hallway. By the way, I one. set
0: my GPS. And I think,
1: is he the one here. that dropped all those AARP, AARP cards down the hallway? Is that Pete? <laughs>
0: I, no, I think he, I think it was all filled out. Too, he just keeps forgetting. He fills each one out. <laughs> yeah.
1: He sent it in 300 times by now. Uh, so, what were we talking about? Playoffs. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> we will tell you this, that uh, KCIM Sports Rewind, of course, brought to you by St. Anthony Sports Performance Program. It's for athletes, not broadcasters, athletes who demand power and strength, and they can benefit from an eight-week workout program. Call 794 Be your best preseason, in-season, or off-season. If you're a broadcaster, we can take you in and do the same thing. It's just we teach you how to sit for long periods of time and talk endlessly. Gain weight.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's a good thing they don't listen. Of the program—they're probably quit sponsor. <laughs> if you could gain weight listening to the radio, this show gonna go. We, it to you. we can take care of that. <laughs> so Although we didn't get our nachos last night, Miller didn't pass it over. A little no, tur- he didn't. Yeah, he did offer you though. You said, uh, but yeah, but during right, he knew that I couldn't eat it while we were broadcasting. So little Miller Cruz was there eating nachos and mm-hmm. didn't give me any until we were back talking. So
1: yeah, well that's that's the he's part- smart. That's the perfect yeah. time to do it right Absolutely. there. Absolutely, give him props. Uh, let's talk about the merchants real quick. Boy, a tale of two different games. Jeff Honnold, you had one that was just kind of a nightmare game, but Jeff, you had a really good one last night. Yeah, Merchants
2: played really well, and that was a nice w- a bounce back, um, you know, uh, getting a win for them last night. I thought Mason went out, and for the first time back in, you know, first time with the team, literally showed up at 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon, he said he walked in, and they're like, get your glove, you're on the hill today, <laughs> you know, yeah. and stuff, he, he had to get to know his catcher. You know, before the game started, working on that in the bullpen area. You know, at four o'clock this afternoon for a six thirty-five start, and um, I I thought he went out and and threw really, really well. Um, You know, they keep hitting the ball. Okay, They've got some guys in the lineup that are that are really hitting the ball. Caleb Freeman hitting the ball really well right now. And then, uh, you know, i I've got to give a shout-out to a local guy last night who had a hard time getting off of the offensive tackle, hmm. you know, as he was playing D-end before the game. I'll <laughs> tell that story here in a second. But uh, Kyle Berg loaded up that cannon that we know that he has out mm-hmm. there in right field last night. And, Jeff, that wasn't a shallow. A fly ball out to right field, John. But there was a runner at second with a one out and fly ball out to you know fairly deep right field. And Kyle did a really good job of fundamentally getting behind the baseball. Um, so he hustled back and got so that he was coming forward mm-hmm. on, on the catch. And he loaded up and he gunned the kid out by two or three steps down at third base, who was wow. tagging up uh, to end the inning. And, and those I think are that,
1: awesome guys yeah, right there.
2: Absolutely, and that might have been the play of the game because you know you never know if 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 they score a run you know, because if, if he doesn't throw him out, they've got a runner at third with two outs. You know, they maybe score a run there. You never know. And all of a sudden, they're up 2-1 instead of it being a 1-1 game going into the bottom of the eighth inning. So, But then Noah Bus. Not often you see a home run over the scoreboard in yeah. right field. but he not think the scoreboard that. To,
0: yeah. Well over. I mean, yeah. it, it, there was not a doubt it was going to clear it. It was gone. It landed
2: up on the hill area uh, by the bleachers uh, for mm. di- the, the north diamond up there. I think so. the top of the
0: tree <laughs> yeah. actually knocked it down. It that, been,
2: yep. That's a shot. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, But that, that gave him a 2-1 to lead. And then Caleb Freeman hit a, a two-run double a little later in the inning after Michael Alt hit a nice 0-2 pitch where he drove the ball in and got a base hit to, to put them up, but uh, three to one, so mm-hmm. they go on to a five to one victory last night. So a really nice bounce back after kind of a a sour game for them mm-hmm. on Sunday that yeah. Jeff had
1: you talked about that outfield assist I think there's two there's two things that, that the normal baseball fan misses how that's fun to watch a really great base runner yes. who's I mean really fast can just, and take the extra base <laughs> and sometimes even two and the outfield assist yes. some of those throws are just amazing you want to see them on replay but you can't you got to appreciate them while they're there we
2: couldn't yeah. have been more perfect with that throw last night too mm-hmm. from Kyle
0: and, yeah. and with Carol you have Michael Ault and uh Matthewson both yep uh and then you know, Freeman. Caleb Freeman to too, leads them so.
2: in stolen bases with, uh, you know, eight as going catcher, in the last yeah. Night. Yeah.
0: I, mean, I, I haven't teased him yet about that as a catcher. You know, you're, you're supposed to be slow. But, you know, I, you look at this league, and, and the funny part is everybody hits pretty well. They've got a lot of really good hitters up and down the league. Um, it's pitching. And, and Carroll's got some really nice pitchers, but they've used them hard. They were on a pretty rough stretch there. Um, so it was nice to get a new arm in there, give some guys a day off, and and, and, and the goal is to get by with two pitchers on a night, and they were able to do that. So all those arms got extra rest. And you can see in the games where they can give guys a rest how much better that this team is. So it, it requires a lot of rest. This is like a major league schedule. I mean, you're, you're out there playing, and it's all about how many arms you have and how you can keep it rested. And, and, uh, and, 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 and I think we're learning this year a little bit more about the league as well. I mean, you have those top, two top-tier teams. Uh, Clarenda and, and St. Joe are, are definitely the class right now of the league. And you see how they recruit and where they're getting arms and what they're doing. And so, uh, you know, I, I really like this team. I think you're going to see them um, in that third-place position pretty easily. And, and, and contending, uh, you know, they're they're pushing the St. Joe's and the Clarenda's. So this is a nice ball club. You get these arms healthy, and uh, they're they're going to be tough to deal with.
2: Yeah, it yeah. does look like Clarendo and St. Joe heads above everybody else. And then you got a collection of about five or six teams that are really fairly even below them. I think with the Merchants, you know, in that pack,
0: the way it looks. Oh yeah, well, the Merchants are right there.
1: I, I think that there's kind of an anomaly going on with the North Division. You've got St. Joe and Clarinda there. St. Joe's 16 and 8, Clorinda's 14 and 7. So they're up there. Everybody else is kind of around that 500 mark. Yep. Where you, you, honestly, here's the weird thing: Des Moines, the Des Moines Peak prospects, who seemingly Carroll has owned right. throughout the season, they're standing at 11 and 8. They played 19 games, whereas the Merchants have played 24 and they're 12 and 12. So they're still below Des Moines in the standings, but yep. clearly, I think
0: Carroll right now the better team. And I than, think we have a taking on the 4th down Fourth of July, right? I don't. Can't remember I believe there. I believe that's who fourth, we play on the Fourth so. of July. And, and you're right, John. We uh, we have done a really good job with the one we lost one uh dropped one uh about a week or two ago to them but mm-hmm. um you know you're right that bottom division um you know you look at carol or the merchants and they've they've done well against that bottom division so yeah the idea now is get into that playoffs and 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 get yourself going there so um the attitude on the team i thought coming coming in on sunday uh they look tired i mean that They've been on the road. They've been riding pretty hard. Um, they just look like a tired team. Um, you know, they got home, got a little rest. I thought yesterday they had Pep in their step. You know, you look in the dugout and you didn't see any guys upstanding. You know, that told me that they were tired. Had some guys in different positions just trying to get some rest. And, and um, last night looked like the team that we're, we're used to seeing. And I, I think they're going to be really tough the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, I, honestly, you look at those games, and you look at South Division. We'll take a look at that first of all. But Jefferson City leads that, and they're five hundred. They're nine and nine. Joplin is eleven and eleven. They're in second. Sedalia is eleven and thirteen, so just below five hundred. And uh, the Nevada Griffins are six and fifteen now. So clearly, kind of getting left uh, behind, along with Chillicothe in the North Division there. So, but um, yeah, a first year for the Merchants. It's a feeling out process. Yeah. A lot of these teams. You were mentioned that the coaches come back year after year, and that's not something that Carroll's had a lot of.
0: Yeah, they're, this is a league that's been established, so you got lot of these guys that stay, and, and, and so it makes it a lot easier for them to recruit. I know St. Joe and Clarenda have the same guys back, 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 and uh, so it, it really helps in the recruiting process, and they get more uh, more uh, people here, uh, and I, I think you're going to see some of that coming here in Carroll, um, that we get some established coaches, maybe some come in and out, maybe a, a second or a third, but I was watching St. Joplin warm up the other night, and they had a guy, all he was doing was working on bat angles after they warmed up, after they were hitting cage, so he's working on bad angle and what have you. There's two or three coaches down there, so you'll see some different changes coming here in the future. But uh, boy, what a what a fun night at the ballpark! Beautiful two nights of weather, and yep. mm-hmm. you know what better way to to take an afternoon of the Fourth of July on a, on a Monday when you have to go back to work is a, a doubleheader. So. Uh, that'll be a fun one when, when we get out there.
1: All right. So that kind of covers the merchants for you. Let's talk about the, uh, the Rewind All-Star Game coming up, because we'll, we'll save the playoffs for the second half yes. of the show. So uh, let's talk about the Rewind All-Star Game. You got that coming up.
2: We do. do and, and before I do, I got to explain the whole Kyle Berg not being able to get off the offensive tackle real quick thing. Uh, before the <laughs> game last night, we're literally five minutes before we go on the air, and I see Kyle Doug right right outside of the dugout with one of his teammates. And I thought he was trying to play wide receiver, and the other guy was doing like press coverage on him. Mm-hmm. And And it looked to me, I was just giving him a hard time. So I texted him like, hey, it looks like you've lost your ability to get off the line of scrimmage a little bit last night on that press coverage. Anytime you need the old guy to come down and show you how to get free, you know, let me know. I was surprised. He went back into the dugout like a minute later. He grabs his phone and he texts me. And he goes, no, I was the defensive end getting off the tackle. I got the sack. I won. He won. He won. Absolutely. So. So. Let's talk uh, Rewind All-Star Game. Yes, we've set the date and the time for everything. Of course, it'll be out at the Carroll High School softball field, the one there by the Aquatic Center that we use every year, and we appreciate Randy Beeson and everybody out at Carroll High allowing us to be able to do that. Gates will open up on Sunday, July the 17th at uh, around 1130. Uh, We'll start our event that day with the Home Run Derby beginning at noon. Now, we're going to have a girls' home run contest and a boys' home run contest, and then we'll have a home run off between uh, the winners of that girls' and boys'. Now, last year, we used a pitching machine. We ended up having to go like four rounds with the boys because it ties. We mm-hmm. go in two rounds with the girls because, you know, we were trying to get a home run. There were some issues with the machine, things didn't work very well, and the home run derby kind of drug on a little bit. So this year, we've tweaked it again. Um, we're going to continue to use real softballs. Um, that's what the players like to be able to do we're going to gonna have soft toss done to them this year. So they're going to get 10 balls soft tossed to them at the plate. Um, home runs will, of course, count as a home run, but we've set up a tiebreaker system this year so that we don't have to go into a bunch of different rounds to try and determine a winner. So what we're going to do is we're going to have three different areas out in the outfield. So you got to hit the ball out into the grass in the air to score points. So the longer the ball um, is going to be worth five points, the middle distance will be with three. And if you just get it into the grass, and, and stuff and it's not very deep, that'll be worth one point. I thought so, take a point
0: away if you just barely got under the grass. That's yeah, one of my hits. So. Yes,
2: so what we're going to do with that then is, is if you have the most home runs, you're automatically the winner. If we have a tie for the most home runs or nobody hits a home run like we had last gotcha. year, it'll be whoever scores the most points on the balls, you know, the other balls that get into the outfield. So that's how we're going to kind of determine our winner. So that should speed things up just a little bit. Following the home run derby, of course, we'll have the uh, Rewind All Star Fest uh, game for the seniors. Uh, we're going to play five innings with that. Um, where you're going to have it where you can't bat more than once through the lineup. So, uh, say, I was talking to Tyler, I'm like, say we have 26 seniors invited and all 26 come. You know, you might have nine on nine out on the field, but all 13 can bat in an inning. But once you get through those 13, that that half of an inning yeah, is done. done for you Yep, and stuff to move on. Following that, of course, we will have um, the award ceremony uh, and stuff where they'll get their certificate and T-shirt. We're, we're going to honor all of the kids that will be named to the All Rewind team. So we're going to – Nick Brinks, myself, Tyler Bruner, and some other people kind of finishing up on that coming up this week. Um, we'll have everything put together by Friday of who we're going to invite. I'll announce the list on the website at sports.1380kcim.com. Uh, on Saturday morning. We'll also post that out to Facebook and Twitter so you can find everybody that will be invited between players and coaches. I'll send out invites through text message to everybody coming up on Saturday or Sunday as well um, and stuff so that we can start gathering in some of the information. So um, the information is posted to the website right now. So all the details about this is on the website at sports.1380kcim.com.
1: All right, so that kind of wraps up.
2: When when is the date once again? July 17th again. It'll be a Sunday. It's actually the day before the state baseball and state softball tournament start. They both start on the 18th. We decided to go with that date simply because there's the dead week where coaches can't be around the players the week after the state tournament. And then we thought, you know, a lot of families are going to be on vacation at that time. Mm -hmm. Can't have the coaches and the players both at the facility for that week. If we waited until the Sunday after that, you're looking at August 17th. 7th with the playoffs starting on July the 1st, you might have a five-week window for somebody that lost in the opening round before they get you know, to come. How many, payor, how many players have moved on to the next sport exactly. you know, by that time? So yeah, instead they're, of they're, waiting until after the state tournaments, we decided to hold it before the state tournaments. Or as a senior,
0: are thinking about college.
2: Yep, so. and already headed off to college and stuff like that. So we're trying to get it where as many people will be free uh, to be able to come. And this event is free and open to the public. So if you want to come out and watch the top players in our area, have a a little bit of fun that day, and kind of enjoy a relaxing day sitting in mm-hmm. the stands. Uh, come on out,
0: watch the kids smile. Yes, I mean, you want to see you want to see kids just enjoy a game again. Just be out there playing and enjoying, and watching the smiles while they're playing. It's fun it's to see them all—all
1: all the kids that normally wouldn't ever see the field at the same yes. time playing together—and yep. it's like, yeah, it's really cool.
0: Enjoying and joking around and having a good time playing a yep. game, reminding us that. This is a game and have fun at it. Yeah.
1: yeah. And
2: so they get to play with kids they've played against before, yeah. or maybe not played with. And that's that, kind of, that, of the fun part. That's fun for
1: them. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what Jeff Blankman's project has been, putting all that together. If you've got a project around your house, tell you what, you need some help. Call the folks at Carroll Lumber. They've got locations in Wall Lake, Lakeview, Odabolt and Carroll. Uh, again, everything from new windows to new decks, refurbishing the old one maybe, uh, new cabinets, they can help, new tile carpet. They can help you out with everything. They've got four locations, so they're sure to have what you need if one location doesn't have it they'll just call up the other ones and get it for you and again stop on by no matter what your project they've got the expert advice to help you out carol lumber locations in wall lake lakeview Odebolt, and carol
0: as the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. It's KCIM
1: Sports Rewind. As Jeff Hunnell makes a quick departure out of the studios, Jeff Blankman's still in here with us. And by the way, I was going to bring this up earlier. It's International Body Piercing Day today. So So I thought we should should have brought somebody in and do piercings live on the air. For anybody who says something stupid, you get a piercing.
2: Oh, boy, Arnold would have been loaded. <laughs>
1: <laughs> would have walked home with a nose ring, a yeah. couple earrings, you know, yeah. maybe the cartilage on the ear. Yeah. You know. I, I, I got him before he got out to the vehicle and could listen, to. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. It's all in timing, folks. Yes. It's all in the timing. Playoffs, boy, I tell you what, it's, it's going to be, uh, as far as scheduling goes, literally a train wreck because yes. you've got play, baseball, softball, and baseball starting at the same time. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, we've got softball playoffs coming up starting. Friday night. Um, we also have the Carolyn Kemper regular season baseball game, so yeah. I'll,
1: I'll be covering that coming up on Friday night. I will. Um, tell, will tell Cubs fans right now we will not be airing a game Friday or Saturday yeah. due to the local playoff scheduling, and so we just can't yep. cover the Cubs in the afternoon and a game at night and yep. make it work wa- and make it work for us. So. Yeah,
2: too many other things that have to be done during the day that yeah. need to play um, to be able to do that. So we apologize to Cub fans, but um,
1: you know we do have to cover local. Jeff's things. not that sorry for. It,
2: yeah. <laughs> As a Reds fan, no, not really.
1: <laughs> wow, your, your words ring hollow. Blankly. Yes,
2: no, I do get it. I, I do yeah. understand it. But, you know, for me, the high school stuff always comes first and the local kids come first for that. So, but um, yeah, so we'll have Tyler out and Nick out on Friday night and then all three of us will be out on Saturday uh, and stuff. Um, here's kind of the rundown of the schedule for everybody on Friday night. Um, we'll just run through the classes in the region so everybody can knows who is playing who. Um, our weaver goes on the road. Um, this is kind of an interesting one, John. I can't think of it. in My over 20 years of covering high school sports and radio, I can't think of the last time um, that they had two different class sizes playing at the same location. Now, it worked mm-hmm. out great for us um, because even though it's a doubleheader and we only have one team in each game, we have one team in each game. So we're able to get two teams covered at that location, which is going to work out well I, for us. I wonder if they did that Because just the geographic location of the teams, possibly? Well, I don't know because the the first game is a 1A game in Region 2, and that's our Weeva taking on Storm Lake St. Mary's, uh, Mm -hmm. and they're going to Emmitsburg. Okay. <laughs> so I, I I don't know if that's geographically real well. I no. Guess, you know, I, I just didn't know in the area a little bit. But that will be a 5 o'clock game uh, coming up again on Friday night. Uh, and Tyler Bruner going to uh, broadcast that game coming up for us on Friday night. And he'll have that on KICK 106.7. Following that game, South Central Calhoun plays Emmitsburg in Class 2A in Region 5. So we'll have that game on KICK 106.7 mm-hmm. coming up uh, Friday night as well. Tyler, of course, going to be bringing the broadcast of both of those games. I so, wonder I
1: wonder if they were running out of locations. Running honestly. out of
2: officials, running out of locations.
1: Yeah. Something of that nature is the only thing I can think of. Yep. That, that's probably the most logical explanation
2: for it because, yeah, yep. geographic-wise, that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like we'll talk about in baseball with Ike Manning and Arweva. understand it completely with that one, but uh, it's just kind of one of those things mm-hmm. you go, okay. Um, we'll move back to Class 1A in Region 2, because uh, all four of our 1A schools are in Class 1A Region 2. Uh, they all play, not all of them play on Friday night. Coon Rabbits Beard gets a bye in the opening round. Um, they will be hosting a game on the 6th, which I think is next Tuesday, uh, if memory serves me correct. And they will playing the winner of the game Friday night between Glidden-Ralston and Booyer Valley. That one will be over at Glidden-Ralston. Uh, now, I need to double-check, and I've got a game at Glidden tonight, so I'm going to double-check that. The state has the start time of that game at 7 o'clock. Well, Glidden Ralston doesn't have light so they always start their games at 5. Mm-hmm. So more than likely the brackets that were put out by the state's probably inaccurate on the start time of that. Yep. Um, so we'll double check on that, let everybody know. So you can check that out on the website sports.1380kcim.com But Gliton Ralston is hosting Booyer Valley coming up on Friday night. Audubon, they are home to West Harrison. Uh, the Wheeler's get to host that game. That will be a 7 o'clock start coming up on Friday night as well. So those are the games in Class 01 in Region 2. And again, Coon Rabbits bayard with a bye in the opening round, and uh, they'll await the winner of glidden ralston Booyer Valley. The other teams with would byes, Woodbine awaits the winner and will host the winner of Audubon and West Harrison. GTRA awaits the winner of the Friday game between Bishop-Garrigan and North Iowa. And Newell Fonda uh, will host the winner of the Arweva and Storm Lake-St. Mary's games. We'll move over to Class 2A in Region Number 3. Um, ICAM Manning opens up on uh, Friday night. They are home to Lawton Bronson. We're going to have Nick Brinks down there to bring everybody that game. That will be on 93-7 That will be a 7 o'clock start. The winner will play over at Loma against Logan uh, Magnolia on uh, Tuesday night. ESAC County does get uh, technically a bye in the opening round. Um, they have their first game scheduled already. They'll play on Tuesday uh, over at Maple Valley. Anthony Charter Cued against the Rams. Uh, but neither one of those teams have to play on Friday night. The other game on Friday night in Class 2A Region 3 is Missouri Valley against Underwood. The winner there travels up to West Monona to play uh, West Monona on Tuesday. And then a trainer will go to AHST of Oka Walnut as well uh, coming up on Tuesday of next week.
1: That's all very confusing when you list it off like that. <laughs> it is, yes. Sorry,
2: uh, just trying to give everybody yeah. the, the best look that we can. Yeah. And this uh, is all. and You've got this posted somewhere. Or uh, the, the 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 schedule is posted at least with our local teams' games. Mm-hmm. I don't have every game typed in there, but all of our local teams' games, it's posted to the website. You can go um, to just the the, the normal page is not on the schedule page. So go to the uh, you know the baseball or the softball page, and it'll be posted there. Okay. So you'll have it'll have all our broadcast games and everything on there as well.
1: Well, that keeps it separated easy not to confuse softball and baseball because yes. they're playing on the same nights. Absolutely. So, uh, class
2: two-way in region number four, uh, the Kemper Knights, it will be hosting Earlham. Uh, that will be on Tuesday night, uh, July the 6th. Now, I know the state schedule has it at the Carroll Softball Field. Everything I understand that game will be played out at the Little League Complex where Kemper has been hosting all of their home games this year. Um, so, they will play there. Um, uh, the the rest of that bracket, uh, again our Friday night games are Central Decatur against Nottaway Valley and ACGC against Panorama. Uh, the other teams in that bracket, I-35 and uh, West Central Valley both getting buys in the opening round and then Mount Air takes on Southwest Valley down in Mount Air on Tuesday, January the 6th. We mentioned South Central Calhoun. If they knock off Emmitsburg in Class 2A in Region 5, they'll head to Central Springs uh, coming up on Tuesday for the second round. The other teams in their brackets, Eagle. Eagle Grove uh, host Manson-Northwest-Webster on Friday. The Tuesday games will be South Hamilton uh, hosting Ogden, Osage, awaiting the winner of the Eagle Grove-Manson-Northwest-Webster game. And Belmont Clemmie is entertaining Lake Mills. And then, of course, the Central Springs
1: game. And then uh, the by Tanks. the way, the yes. big question on that one is, Where's Central Springs? Uh, I've never been there, so I I've, don't
2: know. I'd, I don't I'd have know to either. Look, I I know it's a, a town. Um, I just <laughs> don't know. Pretty sure which it's town. in a state. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, I, that's, I think it's in central north central Iowa somewhere. Hmm. Uh, but don't quote me on that. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. You know, uh, Palmer or Molitor or you know Fleshner or somebody will will send me a text here and let me know for sure where it's at. Um, Class four A in Region three, Carroll Tigers will open up. They're going to host Storm Lake. Uh, That game will be on Wednesday, um, July the 7th, so the Tigers uh, don't open up things uh, until Wednesday, July the 6th. Uh, So actually, um, their game is Thursday, then July the 7th. I was just looking at the date. so It's July the 7th, so their game will be on Thursday, uh, and I'll have that broadcast for everybody on Kick 106.7. So that's kind of a rundown. Uh, The other teams, I should say, in that Carroll bracket, Class 4A Region 3, uh, the winner of the Carol Storm late game goes to Humboldt on the 9th, which would be on Saturday of next week. Uh, Perry takes on Boone down in Perry. The winner of that one will play against ADM on the 9th. So All right. the only thing we don't have, do we have Carroll Baseball yet? We do not have Carroll Baseball and I haven't run through the baseball schedule yet so that's what I'm going to do here real quick. Uh, We're going to start off in Class 2A in District 16, uh, the Kemper Knights. Uh, They're going to play up in Cherokee. They'll play on July the 5th and if I can look over at the calendar right, that's Tuesday Tuesday night. Uh, They await the winner of Saturday's game between Ridgeview and West Bonona. The other Saturday games in that district uh, are going to be uh, OABCIG against Maple Valley, Anthony, Oak, Gutes. the winner there will play Cherokee. So the Knights would play in Cherokee on the 5th and then again on the 9th of July which is a Saturday um, before they would head over to Denison for their sub-state game if they move on. Um, the tough thing probably uh, are, is going to be um, that Cherokee game. Cherokee looking pretty good here early in the year and then of course you've got um, on the upper part you got Clarinda and Underwood. Clarinda swept Kemper last night down at Clarinda. Mm-hmm. They're ranked and Underwood also ranked. So the Those are the two teams probably that will come out of District 15 for the sub-state. Jim Molitor just texting me, not on the Central Springs. He says the Carroll pairings are online, so they must have came out earlier this morning. I can pretty much tell you that I'll know what they are um, without having seen them yet, just looking at their district, and John's going to pull it up to verify me. My guess is is that Carroll will open up July the 8th, uh, and they will play down at Harlan against Harlan uh, in the opening round. It'll probably be a second game of a doubleheader down there that night, uh, which is what I'm going to be gauging. I'm working on it. Thank you. We'll move <laughs> what over. Sub, what sub-state are they in, there um, in? I do not have that information right. in front of me, so I would, will, I would look sub-state 8 first. Okay. Um, generally, that's where they end up. Um, class of 1A, um, we're going to start off in a District 15. Coon rapids going to be hosting a doubleheader on Friday night. The first game is Audubon taking on Stanton, uh, and I'll have that broadcast for everybody coming up on it f- uh, Saturday night. That'll be the 5 o'clock game following that game. It'll be Coon rapids it's Baird against A.H.S.T. Avoca Walnut. The winners will play each other on uh, the fifth uh, Tuesday night again down in Coon Rapids. And we'll have that game advanced uh, covered if Coon or Audubon or both come through. The top part of the bracket uh, is Tri-Center hosting Griswold and Xyra Kimball and against Loma. Um, I'd say Coon the team to beat along with Tri-Center out of that district. Um, so that should be Tri-Center really hits the ball extremely well. Uh, you move down now uh, to District 16. Uh, ICAM Amening takes on our weave up in Kingsley Pearson, uh, up in Kingsley. That'll be a 5 o'clock start. Tyler Bruner will have that one covered for everybody coming up on Saturday night. The winner will take on the winner of the Kingsley Pearson River Valley game, which is the second game there Friday night. Glenn Ralston is the 7 o'clock game up at Woodbury Central on fr- uh, Saturday night. Uh, Woodbury Central, the number one seed in that uh, district uh, along with uh, Kingsley Pearson. They're the one in two seats, so Woodbury would be the two. Kingsley Pearson would be the one. The other game game in that bracket, Newell Fonda against Booyer Valley. So that is the Class of 1A stuff there for baseball. Going to move in now to Class 2A, uh, District Number 3. You've got uh, a doubleheader over at uh, Southeast Valley um, coming up on Saturday night. Nick Brinks will have that doubleheader covered for everybody on Kick 106.7. It'll be South Central Calhoun taking on Manson-Northwest Webster at 5 o'clock. The second game is East Sac County against Southeast Valley. Now the winner of the uh, Manson-Northwest Webster-South Central Calhoun game heads over. Over to Pocahontas area to take on the Indians on Tuesday. The winner of that East Sac Southeast Valley game heads to to play at Sioux Central uh, in the five o'clock game at Pocahontas uh, coming up on a Tuesday night. So those are the games involving our area teams, John, in the playoffs. And I think you found uh, the yep. uh, Carroll Tigers in in Sub State Eight.
1: Yep, Carroll Tigers taking on the number two seed Harlan. That is a is seven o'clock game on uh, July the eighth. So that'll yep. be a, what a Friday night. Friday night. So yep. uh, yeah, Harlan coming in there at nine and 6 and Carol at 1 and 21 and the other burning question on this today's episode of Rewind where is Central Springs it's straight north of Mason City Okay so you got to go up I-35 and then head over to the uh, the east a little bit more and, and there you what's go What's the town um, you, you know? Does it does it give you? Manly. Manly. I Manly should have known Manly is where that. Central okay. Springs High School is located Okay. At, so I don't think I've ever driven
2: through Manly ever before. I'm trying to remember if I've now been there. Now that you say that, I was thinking ESAC might have played up there in the softball playoffs four or five years ago. There uh, aren't too many
1: small-town baseball no. diamonds or fields yeah. and gymnasiums you haven't been in. Yes.
2: Yeah, especially here in the western part of the state. But, uh um yeah, so... Um, hopefully um, they'll you know get that chance to go up there and play in the next round. So. If you throw a rock, you can probably throw it into Minnesota,
1: probably with a good chuck. You know, it's, have it's to a couple miles. You change my but. accent a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, super. You got you got to start broadcasting the games like this. That is KCM Sports, Rewind. man. It's all uh, those schedules are going to be uh, again. It's all kind of rammed together this it year. Is. Uh, it's too bad because I mean, some of the kids they deserve to have their own nights of playing yep. like the baseball and softball separately. But it's just not the way it can work out with the schedule they want to play the baseball and state based Baseball and state softball on the same week. On the same week between the eighteenth and twenty second. That way they can have that
2: dead week there at the end of July. Allow families to go on vacations, which is a great thing. I've talked to a lot of kids and they're like, I'm "Like, when are you guys going on vacation this year? all oh, during the dead week and I'm like, Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why they scheduled it, which is nice. So Yeah. You know that's um, the whole point of it anyway. It is. So but it does make it tougher. You know, I was kinda teasing Tyler. I'm like, if we get teams to state softball and state baseball, we're gonna have to figure out who's going where and who's covering what. Yeah. <laughs> exactly,
1: so uh, which will be a good problem to have. It's a very good problem to have, but well, we'll see how it all works out. Once again, the games begin Friday night, and of course, uh, more double headers and all that coming up on Saturday night. Again, we'll remind the Cubs fans: no Cubs game on Friday or Saturday against the Red Sox. Big interleague division games there, but we will have the game coming up on Sunday for you here on KCIM.